0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Uppy podcast. Today we are back with another research review. Last time we looked at some queuing literature and coaching literature, which provided some solid discussion. I'm your host, Connor, and today I'm joined as usual by Steve. How are you doing, mate? Very well, thank you, how are you? Good, thank you, mate. And joining joining us again on another research review, we've got Nathaniel Mills. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, lads. Good to be here again. Good. How did you feel after your first exposure on the RPE podcast? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. What do you think, Steve? I think Passable?
1: I, I think I think he I
0: think he passed. I think he did well. <laughs> Get him back on, keep him in. Yeah, keep it, keep him around for a while. He's a good kid. <laughs> yeah, good. How's everyone
1: been? I am legitimately cooked right now. My brain is just like that little few seconds silence, but just then like, I've just finished a big, like day of patience back to back, got so many notes to write and so many different bits and pieces. So I am definitely in, um, in I don't know, brain dead mode right now. Let's yeah, see the, what happens.
0: The monkeys. Yeah, the, the Homer Simpson symbols monkey in the brain. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What about you, Nat? Did you get out on the golf course today?
2: I did this afternoon, yeah. Um, pretty similar to Steve, actually. I'm uh, feeling pretty cooked. I've had a very busy cooked couple of weeks. to be the golf course? Hard Not mind. today. Not today, but the last couple of weeks have been very uh, busy. Yeah? I've had a bucket load of new referrals that I've had to follow up. And One of the downsides to being self-employed is you've got to do a lot of the paperwork yourself, like service agreements and quotes Following up with support coordinators, a little bit of extra stuff that normally you wouldn't have to do.
0: So, all right. So all a little bit. You, Kyle? Yeah, no. I'm, I was just about to say I'm still recovering from a music festival I went to on the weekend. Just catching up on the sleep because I, yeah, didn't get much. But I feel like we're still in a good enough brain space to deliver this podcast, exactly. and hopefully, hopefully, yeah. people follow along with us, and we're not just incoherent messes today nice yeah so i was just thinking like should we do an episode count nah
1: there's been buddy hundreds of them surely (laughs) did we
0: reveal to everyone how many episodes have (laughs) actually done how many actually made feels like it
1: what is it 19 or something i think 20.
0: no i think like if we discount like the extrasodes and like the smaller bits whatever i think this is like the main episode, like of 14, it's the second research review, but it's the 14th big content episode. So,
2: no, nice. sounds about
0: well look at us go, yeah. Because
2: I was listening, I was listening to and going through some of the older podcasts, and I think 12 does sound about correct, yeah. Plus, so the I, two research
0: God. reviews, I can't were believe 14. you've made it that far. A f- 14 podcasts, who would have thought, but we're doing well. I reckon we keep going. I'm gonna let's do an episode count. Let's uh let's have a goal with this. We'll talk about this after. But <laughs> good. I, good. Um other, I've got a I've got another curly question. This would be great. What have you boys learnt this week? Ooh, you this? Oh no, I got the I got the monkeys
2: <laughs> in the symbols. The oh I was hoping that what have I learnt this week?
0: Could be anything. Skill, task, joke.
2: <laughs> Just like last time you asked me. What, what was the heaviest thing that I lifted? And I was like, oh, God, I don't even lift. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, I don't even learn. <laughs> yeah, lower your expectations. What have I learned?
1: I've been oh, like, working
2: with a new MS client this, this week, um, young. And I think having my expectations at a realistic Level is something I'm still adjusting to. I sort of just assumed because this particular person was like really young. I know they have a neurodegenerative condition, but really didn't take much to make them really tired and cooked. Like, and in my head, I'm like, oh, they're young. They're gonna have good capacity. And in my head, we didn't do much, and very tired. So, still learning that nearly every single person in front of you is different. Um, no matter how old or young they are, whether they have a similar
0: diagnosis to another one of your
2: clients, um,
0: it really just depends. I don't think uh, MS and Rocky are probably a very good mix either. Oh, mate, you yeah, have no
2: idea how many we have up here. It's absolutely insane. I reckon it would take up close to 30% of my caseload. And I just feel for the guys, particularly the last two weeks, it's been up upwards of nearly 40 degrees. And some of them don't. Some of them don't run aircon. Um,
0: it's just ice yeah, fest? It's rough. They're an Ice Fest, mate. Just awful. Absolutely awful.
1: But that's what What's I learned up? I learned
2: this week, Steve.
1: <laughs> yeah, mine well mine's been a lot of this ISO stuff because it's like my next blog that I'm writing for Physio Network. Um, so I have reviewed over the last <laughs> week, uh, there's well, there's thirty six papers in the that I'm like citing in the blog and I've read about 15 of them again this week um so that might also be why my head is is fried a little and um the other thing was a little cool podcast that's in your wheelhouse park it was about like a performance analysis in uh in tennis and I didn't realize like you just watch and I didn't realize how much of the game is actually already pre-structured? Like you, I, mm-hmm. I think of it as a reactive game, something like because when I play, it's reactive. But no, it's like that every single thing. Like it's probabilistic. Like, I'm putting this ball hit. Like they actually have in every set where the ball like should go probabilistically, and they have that's actually like done on for like almost they have data point spreadsheets that are like, hey, you should play this game. If it goes here, like, you know, if, and it depends if it on you push you wide, you should push up the court, not cross, yep. or you should push, push cross court, et cetera. Yep. It's unbelievable. I didn't realize that it's all like almost pre-programmed and they're just playing out mostly a pre-programmed game the best can, that they can. You can and set up some The points. cool stuff happens as it gets longer and longer. He said as a... As a um, as a uh, rally gets longer and longer, then that's where randomness starts to come in. So it's like it was over like 15 or 20, I can't remember exactly, but over 15 or 20 shots, then the probabilities get lower. But if the rally lasts less than that, it's almost like the the statisticians statisticians could have predetermined where the ball like from the first shot and from the return, then what the rest of the rally was going to look like.
0: Yep, it's, the, it's awesome. the
1: start of a game of chess, like the yeah, first few minutes are like a that. I was like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So it, I don't know if it takes away or adds to the pleasure of watching it because I, I always think of it being like this, ama- they've made an amazing rea- reactive decision where it was just it's, pre-planned by someone sitting in front of a computer who then told their coach to help them to.
0: It's still to have yeah. the ability to do it. And then you see with like the top hundred, like they have the ability to read it immediately and they have the ability to put it in a place that's maybe slightly difficult for the next person to have an easy shot. Like you, even though you're returning, like you can you can change the outcome of the point based on hitting one good shot. So like if this then then type scenarios happen all the time. Like if I get a short ball, I'm coming in down the line, I'm gonna cover my line he's probably going to try a rip at cross court over the low part of the net. So I should be expecting a cross court volley. Then it's then on the other person to go for Yep. Do I go low percentage down the line? Do I go high percentages across court? Or do I lob? Like you've still got to react to the decision, but the yeah. most common one is going to be, yeah, it's coming. It's coming back. That's into, the one that you're covering
1: most. Yeah. You're,
0: you're covering the line one. That's yeah. 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 So, so that, yeah.
1: And that's where you see like people stand on like serves or anything at an important points. So it's like, Stand there, if he fucking does the other one, well too good. It's it's bad luck. Like they just out outwitted us.
0: Yep. Or they were just literally I couldn't do anything about that. The execution of that was just far too good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That's That's what I learned
1: this week. That I'm not watching um, just cool reacting happenings.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, due to concisity, I'm not gonna tell you what I learned this week. We learned too much.
2: There's too, just, much to... too much learning. We learned way too much.
0: Yeah. So I reckon let's get into we have it. An article. We do have an article. What do we learn? What do we learn about cricket this week? Oh, no, man. Let's not even talk about it. We have an article. We're getting into this. <laughs> so we have an article from BMC Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation Journal released in 2017. It's open access. So if you want to follow along, try to like with the paper. It's, i had to read it a couple of times it's pretty heavy and some of the figures don't make a lot of sense to me on the first read but we got there uh the article is called are there two forms of isometric muscle action results of the experimental study support a distinction between holding and pushing isometric function so essentially the background for this paper is in isometric muscle function there are subjectively two modes of performance One can either hold isometrically, thus resisting impacting force, or push isometrically, therefore working against a stable resistance. The purpose of this study was to investigate whether this can be distinguished objectively. So we feel this when we do the staff, and as coaches, you might notice that people report these things back to you, but does science actually back this up? So what they did was they got 10 people, five men, five women, um, to perform two different measuring modes of 80% of their max voluntary contraction, um, which was measured with a special pneumatic system, which we'll get into later. Um, They got them to do 12 pushes. They measured their max, and then they got them to do a combination of either three pushing-type isometrics or holding-type isometrics, and they measured the, the signals of pressure, force, acceleration, the mechanomyography and tendography, of the elbow extensor mechanism. So it was done at the elbow and recorded um, the duration that they could hold the isometric for, uh, as well as their peak force, EMG, all that kind of stuff. Uh, So essentially, they got the people to sit in a chair and they hooked them up like this in 90 degrees and then the pressure thing either pushed against them or they had to push into it. The people who it was pushing against, they just had to match it. So they had to figure it out as they went. And then the people who were pushing against it, they watched a little gauge on the screen in front of them that told them how hard they were pushing. And they just had to maintain the same amount of push for kind of as long as they can. So what did they find? They found significant differences between the holding and the pushing isometric, um, especially apparent that the force endurance during the holding were way shorter. So the people, it was pretty much half the time that the pushing could do and, um, That's what they found with that. Um, They didn't really find any differences in the activation or the activity that happens in the muscle or it happens at the tendon. Uh, And they didn't find any significant difference in the frequency ranges that they measured for like EMG and things like that. Uh, If they looked at the last 10% of the duration, the people who were pushing could still push harder for the last 10% of the duration of however long they pushed for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so yeah what what were our first thoughts about this paper
1: uh for me straight up like yeah sample size and what as you said off air proof of concept type of paper so um for me they're kind of trying to take something that in the snc world has been done for a long time and kind of you know hand down, handed down from generation to generation of being like we learned them as yielding isometrics, which is the hold type, and overcoming isometrics, which is the push type. Um, and you've always used them slightly differently, and you always know that kind of, although interestingly, don't really use them the way that they've set up in this, um, in this test. But as you said, they're trying to just find a, a proof of concept to see whether or not like. These two things actually exist as separate entities, or if it's, you know, the one, the one thing. So yeah, with that yeah. small of a population, I think the only thing that we can really take from it for a first go is that, for me, that the difference in that time was was significant statistically, and also like, you know, passes the smell test of being like, okay, that's that seems like that's a big difference compared to anything else. But that's just what my initial thoughts were.
0: Yeah. So along the lines of that, to me, this is an observational, um, this is an observational data set. It's not like an RCT or it's not being compared against anything else. It's not being essentially tested to see whether it's outperforming one or another. They're just literally observing whether this thing happens, um, And they wanted to see if there are objective signs that, yeah, there was a difference between the holding and pushing isometrics, which interestingly, they didn't seem to find. They they found that people fatigued subjectively as we would expect in the holding and the pushing isometrics, but the results that they found didn't actually really support the fact that there are two different types of contraction. Is that what you guys kind of read from this as well?
2: Yeah, I think they yeah, had yeah, trouble yeah. inferring it because of the no- the pneumatic system because the way that it was set up, they're pushing against air pressure mm. and that would adjust based on the amount of force that they're applying. Mm. And because it adjusts, the amount of EMG you sort of have, yeah, I know, that's a great action, right? No one can see it if they're listening. But because it's adjusting to the pressure that you're applying, the EMG activity will be relative to that one. Right? Like I know it's meant to be an isometric, but if you're constantly adjusting
0: mm.
2: how much pressure you're applying, this is the thing that I was thinking of. Because when you're just pushing against a static object, isometric. But when you have a force that you're trying to match, to mm. me, it's sort of like eccentric, contract, eccentric concentric. Like you're sort of like, there is isometric in there, but you're also sort of, like moving. I don't know you're moving. So but that was they, the main thing that in my head, I'm like, is it really an isometric test if you're constantly sort of oscillating between concentric and eccentric or
0: yeah, did they measure that? They did. They, they measured the distance that people would like on average travel. And I think it was three centimeters. So that like pretended to be like a 1.2 degree difference in like the isometric. So it was probably what you'd see if you gave someone the exercise to do, which is, what you want to see, like you want what you see in the clinic, or in the research, to mimic what you do in the clinic. Um, so I think that was that was measured, that was kind of accounted for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I the thing the thing was in the at the start they were talking about how essentially even though this is well known by coaches, that there, there hasn't been people have studied this before and they haven't been able to find like a reliable link to it. So they referenced uh, one, two, three, four, five. They've referenced five or six uh, papers in their background that said oh, they weren't able to distinguish a difference significantly in whether this phenomenon exists. So they set out to prove that this phenomenon exists. I don't know if that's how you do science. I think you, 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 don't, pr- you don't go out to prove your hypothesis. You go out to disprove it. Um, Mm. And I think there probably was a little bit of bias there in the fact that they didn't actually find what they were hypothesizing, but then they still went on to talk about how like, yeah, this is how we would use these two things anyway.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's right. I think the only thing that they found is that between giving someone a, a external task to be able to, hold a consistent pressure against a semi-immovable object um (laughs) that you're going to be able to kind of better regulate the amount of metabolic kind of you know well it doesn't even have to they couldn't prove it metabolic but something made them fatigue less than when they just had a consistent pressure that was kind of pushing against them that was trying to overcome them. And they do go in and speculate that like were metabolic, um, or if it was to do with the that was one of the main speculations and the other was to do with um like the like the preemptive. uh just wait a second I'll go into paper again. You can someone else take up and I'll it just was, go this. I think I know what you're thing. talking
0: about. They were talking about whether you had to like it was just more difficult mentally or neuro complexity in like yeah. trying to match something. So like I was talking about this off air as well. Like if you tell me to push against a wall, I can be like, yep, I'm initiating this. I'm in control. I think that's an easier task than like an externally loaded thing where I'm resisting against it. I've got to kind of feel out where it is and then try and yes. try and match it. That takes cognitive effort. It takes like a lot of feedback, like probably more feedback than what just yes, pushing does. It. So maybe that's why it was more fatiguing as well. That they The thing
2: to- I wanted to check for the two that was the other thing that i wanted to check were the forces for the two matched yeah yeah so they're exerting the exact same amount of force in the pushing versus holding but one they fatigue more
0: yeah, yeah. They're, tr- they're trying to yeah
1: yes I and think- so that's as you said kind of they they call that so probabilistically due to the anticipatory neuromuscular control mechanisms is why the whole Um, isometric is more fatiguing and then the other one was or it's like the metabolic um, kind of uh, byproducts are are greater created in a hold isometric. But again, those two things weren't tested and would need to be um, tested to, I guess, actually validate either of those claims. Yep.
2: Would you be able to give an example, Steve, for someone who's a bit of a layman in this space of... A holding versus pushing isometric, let's say at the knee rather than the elbow.
1: Yeah, like, say okay. for
2: a squat, like an example of a, a pushing versus holding squat.
1: Yep. So if you just use your simple, um, like a I think for physios, the best way to think about it would be a holding type isometric would be if we're prescribing like how we would traditionally prescribe a wall squat or how we would traditionally prescribe a plank to someone. Um, where they're just, the system is trying to create negative, like the external environment is trying to create negative work into the system. So trying to create an eccentric muscle action and you're just using your like force, muscle force to hold against that. Whereas a push type would be any of your um, like crane scale dynamometry uh, push, any of the dynamometry kind of tests that you're doing, um, handheld dynamometer tests where someone is trying to press out against the isometric kind of force, something that's not going to move. So say you're doing your, um, quads limits, limb symmetry index testing at, you know, 90, 120 degrees. Yep. I had, um, I cool. also you. had
0: like a pin squat. So like if you've got a barbell on your back and you're pushing into pins, that was yep. another example I had, um,
1: isometric mid thigh pull is a correct. really good example of a push. Tight,
0: yep. Asymmetric, or just like load up a deadlift with three hundred kilos more than what you can do and give it a yank. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: that's going to tend towards a concentric action, but you're not going to go anywhere because you just don't have the capacity to lift something.
1: And that's so- the interesting thing in this that doesn't make like it's the proof of concept that doesn't, but it's not how we apply these things when we're using them or when. So, you know, they've had that at the same the same um, external force that like the, the same amount of work was either trying to be created negatively into the system or being created by the person positively into the system. Whereas usually, you know, you wouldn't be doing... Usually, you wouldn't be doing like a 50% or whatever. What was the EM... Uh, 80%. Was it...
0: What was it? 80% of MVC.
1: Yeah, so... That's not too bad. So usually you're looking, that would be like a minimum for a push. You're trying to go, you know, as hard as you can or very close to as hard as you can for very short kind of periods of time. Whereas hold type isometrics, as we know, are more like you're just, you have your body weight that you're holding against and it's just like, or you have a plate or something that you're holding in your hand and you're just trying to hold that for as long as you possibly could. So more of an endurance type kind of thing.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so is
2: the push isometric something you would use more in like a power development kind of space there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. So a 19 second push is a very long mm. type of push um, isometric.
0: Yeah. And like even our dynamometry testing, you, you get them to build up over a five second period or you get yeah. them to do check the rate of force development. You get them to do it within one second. That's still a, isometric push, but it's like over a way less duration. So are the the findings that a push duration can last longer than a holding duration, are they really like clinically relevant? Are we going to see that happen like, yeah. What do you reckon?
1: Well, in a clinic, it's just that I guess it's almost the opposite in the clinic. We just don't usually ever load someone externally that much where a hold isometric is going to like fold them earlier than they could have like been pushed to <laughs> so whack 500 kilos on their wall sit sort of thing?
2: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: You know so, what I mean? It's, it's, it's still a holding thing, even though you whack 500 kilos to the point where they're going to yield. It's still a holding
0: isometric. That just becomes um, eccentric then.
2: It beca- yeah. Yeah. But this, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm sort of trying to get my head around is if you have someone... Doing a wall set, which we're saying is a holding isometric, and then we load them up to the point where they're going to yield. Does that become a pushing isometric then, or is it still a holding
1: isometric and they've just failed?
0: It just becomes an isotonic eccentric that they're lowering down. Yeah, yep. uh.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They failed their they failed their hold isometric. I guess yep. would be what you'd be saying in this circumstance. Yeah, and that is way more fatiguing. <laughs> yeah,
0: like super super maximal stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's a, think like what is a, um, a Nordic hamstring curl, et cetera, I guess. Yep. Yep. That's like, that is what a true, that is more what this test is showing there. It's going like, yeah, if you have the same thing, if you put someone at the bottom and they tried to kind of curl up um, or you had them at the top and you know, you, you got like, you could be at the bottom and try to pull yourself up for quite a decent amount of time, but there's no way you're there, and that same muscle length, you're like Bowling. not actually ever going to be able to. Well, no. unless you're a freak at nordics, you're not going to be able to hold yourself before you fall, and it just becomes eccentric.
0: Mm. Cool.
1: So sorry, we just went off probably based. No, that's no, that's, yeah, that's, but... that's that's my bad. I I
2: wanted to clarify some of that because this is some of the stuff that I was having trouble teasing out when I was reading the paper. It I, I, I think about that's... five minutes to get my head around.
0: It. I think that's what we need to do here. Like, why is this clinically relevant? And um, Leo, I'm not like, not sold on it. Like, I don't think they've proved their concept. Like, I don't think that they've actually found a distinguishable difference between holding and pushing isometrics, like from a physical sense or a physical standpoint, just other than, yeah, they fatigue really quickly, but we don't use that anyway. So like, I think that was an important question. I, I think it was an important discussion to have about it. The other thing mm-hmm. I think would be, how do you like, what do you think about how they went measuring it like do you think that the protocol they used was like gonna find the things that they were looking for or was it gonna dispel the things the other things that may have happened essentially oh, for just for people listening they did 12 measurements they did two with max intensity uh, that were performed initially as push type isometrics to get a gauge of where their MVC was at So that gave them like a baseline score to check where 80% would be so they could do that. Um, After this, each subject performed 10 more measurements. The first six measurements were made for 15 seconds at 80%. After that, three. So they did three consecutive measurements of either holding or pushing, and that was randomized. So some people did the push first and some people did the holding type one first. And they
2: alternated, didn't
0: they? They alternated between the two. So they did three and then three. Then the three measurements of each task were done in the same order. The resting time was 60 seconds. Then the endurance measurements followed. So they did the 15 second strength based one first. And then they did the one to failure after that, which was uh, 120. So two minutes between endurance trials. Um, So yeah, they did. Yeah. What do you think of that?
2: You first Nat. I'm just trying to get my head around the fact that they got people to do both because I would have thought that if you're doing a good study, you would get X and A and B to do one to do the push, one to do the hold and then compare them. Are they, I, I don't know like what the relevance of that is, but to me it just doesn't seem you, you're going between the two. And I think an element of fatigue is something I was also a little bit concerned about. But sixty seconds doesn't seem like a a great amount of time for rest when you're trying to determine whether or not,
0: like the MG reading. Because like, so. fifteen seconds at eighty percent of something. What's what's eighty percent in terms of like one RM? That's what like a f- yeah. six or seven RM.
1: Yeah. So if you're oh, doing yeah. a yeah, holding it yeah for fifteen five, seconds, it's yeah. gonna be cooked. So, uh, eight, eight. Eight. You're
2: RM. Be absolutely yeah, absolutely cooked.
0: So if you're doing, so it's like- not gonna give you a good result. If you're doing an, a set of eight squats going up and down, it is about 16 seconds for like a max, like an eight RM. So, like if you're going one and second. And then 60 up, one seconds second later, round, you're going to do it again. Which is cooked. So, crazy.
1: I'd probably go, it's, yeah, it'd be a little bit, a little bit. You're looking at maybe, you know, closer to double, about 30 seconds i reckon you'd be looking at for eight hours. but yeah so i get definitely get yeah, yeah, point yeah. There.
0: that time under tension type stuff yeah the thing is then they did the the max fatigue trials afterwards and they had they had like it was pretty variable in terms of how people could how long they could do it for um i'm pretty sure two people were even pulled out because they were just knackered is that uh, let's you guys read that? <laughs>
2: that pretty well pretty well
0: um,
1: is this the there. regarding
0: regarding the analysis Two test persons had to be excluded because their measurements at push were stopped by rater prior to complete exhaustion due to prolonged trial duration. So they were like, they were just knackered from doing everything prior to their exhaustion. So they've got a, they've only got a sample size of 10 and then they've had to exclude two of them. So now they've got a sample size yeah. of eight. Like, Hmm. I think it was probably a super hard and I don't know if it was super necessary. It was a super hard test protocol. And I don't know if like there were too many other confounding various variables here. Like I don't, they didn't mention training age. They didn't mention, they mentioned that they're all uni students and they all did sports and exercise science, but they didn't tell us if any of them trained, they didn't tell us anything other than that. So I reckon the two people who pulled out might've just been like, This is cooked. Like I've not experienced anything like this before, and then they're just like, "No, had it," and that's kind of unfortunately messed with some of the results. Yes, like I
2: would have liked to have seen it done with force plates. What was that name? I would have liked to have seen a similar study done
0: with force plates. They had a force. Guys were talking
1: about there was a force gauge part of it. Yeah, I don't mind the pneumatic kind of setup that they had that that whole 90 degree like I don't I don't mind that because of the whole it being able to adjust to your variability in your push kind of thing
0: mm. I'm not so sure I didn't mind
1: that um
0: I don't has that been validated before I didn't bother checking that like has that been something that's been used before in anything
1: not sure I would yeah I'm not sure mate
0: pretty novel type of setup
1: which, yeah, like, like you look at the photo and you're just like, that's, that's random as, but no, I'm I'm sure they they had their reasons or like ways to set that up
0: with. It makes sense. Like looking at the picture, there's in figure one, if you look at the picture, like, oh yeah, I can see that that's what they're studying. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. And if you just go oh, to sorry.
1: the, sorry, no. No, you're right. You're I was going to say, just go to like table one and going through the kind of, differences in, in the trials. So you got like your, um, your mean of all the what trials, the longest single trial, um, all that. And I think that's very good kind of data to go down. And that is probably the biggest telling of the picture. Just their stats themselves. I think are going to be kind of weak because of the power. So it's more kind of for me looking at those, um, kind of the numbers themselves and seeing that, yes, there is that, that difference there, but they haven't really been able to show it and prove it with their their paper, like they need someone to take this and run with it a bit more.
0: Because, mm. for instance, like we were just saying before, if the people who did the hold isometrics who were going to be stronger at it or who were <sighs> going to do it longer, were they just unluckily randomised to doing the push one first and being pre fatigued? Like, this data, like, only having eight people, it could just be noise. Like, there's not... Was their shoulder supported? No. It wasn't, wasn't.
2: Like, so they had to hold their shoulder in shoulder flexion while extending their elbow, like, for repeated tests over, like, 15 minutes.
0: The strap might have, like, held it there a bit, but...
2: But, like, try hold your arm in this position. Like, there's going to be fatigue through the shoulder as well while Mm. they're trying to do the test. Was there any
1: time where... Hold... There was no time, I don't think, where hold that was a higher than push, was there?
0: But it was definitely a lot closer in some, like 16 and 25, 10 versus 19, 19 <clears throat> versus 25. And then some people were like 88 versus 25. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So the standard that's, deviation was about eight seconds or whatever amongst the. That's
1: what I kind of took mostly from it was like just looking at that and going, yeah, there's, there's, There's something there, but they can't say exactly what. You know what I mean? But there was definitely no time that the hold was better than the push. Yep. As in they were able to hold it for longer than they could push.
0: Yep, for sure. So I think what we've found from this, we haven't really proved the concept that it's a different whatever, a different contraction, but we've proved the concept that maybe the type of like uh, the intent behind it dictates how long you can go for because you guys well do. this
1: goes into like were well, they trying to prove that it's a different type of muscle action as in like there's concentric eccentric and then two like yes actually like isometric yeah. needs to be called two different or is it just that like of isometric kind of isometric exercise like when your muscle is acting isometrically it can act to like resist external, like it can One of actually two ways, yeah. create positive yeah. work, but not win or yeah. resist negative work. In which case that's just like common, like, you know, <laughs> we know this. bro bro science um, forever. It's just like known kind of biomechanics 101 forever. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't think that they're actually, Oh, I'm not mm. sure what they were trying to do. If it's like a, we were trying to actually see. Yes, there's actually yeah. com, a different. And well, actually, because they go in and they are EMGing and everything, uh, that is probably what they are trying to do to say that hey, there is a a different a difference of between asymmetric. the two you, types you of contract. Activate things completely differently when you're trying to push against something versus you you activate when you're trying to hold against something.
0: Right. Yeah. So essentially they say here in the background, the literature regarding different forms of isometric muscle action is very poor. So they're looking, they're looking for the two different types, but they haven't found that that's literally the point of this paper. And they haven't been able to find that they then go after not really showing that in their results to talk about it forever. Like they have yeah, was yeah. a big long discussion about it and like, it's yeah. We well, haven't actually proved what you were looking
1: for or like, so and how how do we I use it? I think this? it's semantics here though. I think it's like it's semantics in that like they're What's proof? I don't know. It's almost going about the wrong way of being like like everyone knows you can either push against something or you can hold again and like mm. they are two different stimuli. Like they're not the exact, even though they're both a isometric muscle contraction. They are two vastly different stimuli.
0: The direction of talk is different.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: So they, yeah, is it like, and the, is it just this, excuse me, is it just a semantics thing? Like they didn't really go out and prove what they wanted to or show that these two things existed because we like, we kind of know they do, but like, how do we do it? So I think this just wasn't the way to do it. Yes. And if it is the way to do it, you need a buttload more people <laughs> and maybe not such a fatiguing protocol.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would be happy on, I think it just needs to be, A, like repeated within one of those um, like more people um, and just wait a second, bring out the thing again, like talking into, okay, now that they know, that, yes, they find a difference in fatigue, test that first and only that and power for that to be like, okay, can we actually statistically say there is a huge difference in fatigue here um, for the same level? Mm. Then I would like it kind of tested to how it's actually kind of more how coaches and probably good physios have been using it for a long time of being like, okay, Now we're going to do things where let's just test what say EMG activity in like a, um, a long prolonged, like a wall sit to fatigue and what that looks like and what the lactate kind of is and power that well. And then be like, now we're going to just have a look at what EMG activity and whatever is for like just throwing on the heaviest weight that someone can like hold for a Mm. second and do the same for, like someone pushing against something with all their might versus pushing against something for the same amount of time that they could have held a wall sit for. And again, lactate versus like EMG or, and see Mm. if those things like that's going to, I think it just has to be done in a few more steps um, and also done at those extremes that it's actually trained in kind of thing or, or used in because a push isometric, as I said, you're not usually there pushing against something for kind of 19 20 seconds whatever it's like a few five seconds if you can for five seconds as hard as you possibly can and then kind of ease back off and then you're going to go again you know what i mean and you're usually using it to make sure that you can train in a position where someone isn't painful so they can still get a training stimulus or as a way to be less fatiguing um yeah so it's it doesn't unfortunately get any of the ways that we would use it or it doesn't also prove the concept. So it's kind of just sitting in the middle. So I think,
0: yeah, I think you're right there. It doesn't prove concept. It Maybe it ticks off one of the ways we sometimes use it, like in the context of like your pain isometric type thing where you actually do want to hold it isometric for what Ebony Rio's paper was four or five sets of 45 seconds. Yeah, that's not probably an 80% MVC. Um, 70% in
1: her paper I think
0: yeah okay cool so it's probably yep. pretty close but they do it for ages and that's how we like in physio land traditionally would use it since which we've is come a hold out. isometric correct yeah not, not a push but then in an Achilles tendonopathy, same thing it's a hold but you can do a push just off the floor so do we think that this changes anything we're going to do <laughs>
1: no no and no. i have had to review all those papers that you just uh cited there as well which is funny the whole like physio um love of isometrics is um for tendons, tendons is like completely unfounded correct unfortunately
0: yeah. um, that one study they brought out with ebony rio is like
1: whoa this is like the magic bullet
0: for knee pain and then it's just like yeah.
1: Well, we should go into at one stage, but it was six six patients, and yeah, um, yeah, it was very variable. Very well. And then something like,
2: we could talk about on another podcast. Hundred percent. I'd, exactly. I'd love to. Exactly. talk. I'd love to talk about.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that this is like implicating any differences on that. I don't think that this finding about the endurance being like going out quicker on a holding versus a pushing changes what we do in that regards. And I can't think of any other practical implications in whereby I would change what I'm currently doing.
1: Do you guys think there is a different type of muscle or do you guys think it's hard? Like it, is there a different type of muscle action? Probably no, but is there, Is there a difference in between a pushing isometric and a holding isometric?
0: Like if you think about like how actin and myosin like pull on one another, like there's only one way they can kind of do it and either they're they're overcoming the thing and getting closer together, those Z lines, whatever, getting closer together. They're either holding the same stagnant position or they're lengthening under whatever force. And uh, like I don't think... I either think if it's overcoming and becoming like a concentric, you're just doing an isometric tending towards a concentric, and then same with the, the other way. tending towards an eccentric. I don't, right. I can't see how those little fibers and things would do something different. That's just my thoughts.
1: Yeah, Nate, what do you reckon?
2: My, yeah, I'm the same as Parky. My one takeaway for me is still just getting my head around the fact that you can be more fatigued from one versus the other, even if theoretically the force that you're producing is the same. Mm.
1: The thing I think for me from, uh, so pragmatically, so Parky, I agree 100%, like, yeah, your little actin myosin are only going to feel that they are kind of holding in one place against like, there's there's tension but they are holding in one place and that's what is happening. But mm. I think it's going to be the um there Oh I just lost my train of thought, sorry. The <laughs> that's so annoying. <laughs> um
0: Back to the oh, in yeah symbols are back.
1: <laughs> oh sorry, I'll I'll get back, I'll I'll find where I was at again. Okay. I had like this <laughs> I brain I
0: just just to- So I think we've probably talked the crap out of that. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention in this paper is about how condescending it was. <laughs> ah, yes. yes. <laughs> it, was, it was just, like, this is the first line of it. The human organism basically has two operation modes. It's like, okay, like maybe people don't know them. Like it's not that basic. Like there's, there's more than that. And then there was other times throughout when they were like, obviously it's common knowledge or whatever i'm like i don't understand these tables and stuff i've had to read them three times this paper just made me feel dumb
1: (laughs) that's can i that's what i was gonna say now it's back it's back it's back lads back for practical standpoint um like yes they they're feeling the same thing but if you are trying to do something like a Put the same amount of force that you could put trying to put positive work into the system with an isometric contraction with a, with a hold isometric, so with a um like oh, an yeah. external load trying to put negative work into the system, it just like you can't actually reach that. Because where is the line between a hundred percent MVC of a a of a um
0: isometric
1: of, of a hold isometric and an eccentric muscle like, like those mm, two right. points? It's like a hundred percent, and then like a hundred and what? Like you can't actually like then it's like a hundred and one straight away it's eccentric, whereas like concentric is only. So then that's a Nordic, right? That's what you're attempting with the Nordic. That's what your hamstrings are attempting to do when you're sprinting and then like trying to decelerate your leg as it goes through. They're just failing an isometric basically. Um, Mm. So whereas a push type, you can strain at 100% of your MVC because no matter what happens, like, yeah, failing that thing doesn't – Well. It can lead to a concentric muscle action, but then that's you know, you've still reached you at a hundred percent and you're able to train at a hundred percent. Whereas you can't really train at a hundred percent of a holding isometric because like you, you just become so eccentric. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna fail. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think, it, like, I think I think yeah, there's a split time somewhere where it's like, if you, if you can hold it for a point zero of one of a second, is that a, you know what I mean? So, whereas is- you can kind of push against something at 100% MVC for a trainable, decent amount of time. So, they are two different things to be able to train. You know what I mean? Even though it's the exact same muscle action, they are two different stimuli that you are actually able to train. So you can train really strength or super maximal, like really hard strength work with your pushing. Whereas you're holding, you can't, you can do super maximal, but that's now an eccentric, you know what I mean? So.
0: Correct. But again, but man, it still doesn't change what the muscle's doing. And it I don't doesn't think, change what the muscle's doing and at I don't, all. I don't think we're going to be able to solve this unless it becomes like a quantum mechanics type situation where like, the thing you're observing now is gone. Like,
1: you know the the interesting, <laughs> the other cool way though to make use of the fact that you like, you can make use of the fact that you can only hold it for like a split, I like whatever mm-hmm. of a second, and that second that it existed was an actual useful second. <laughs> is like, say I'll use a a hold isometric in. I say, you know, in post-ankle sprains, they're really, really hard to get back that last couple of degrees of plantar flexion laid on and people feeling like, hey, I can get springy and up and going again. And so what you can get someone to do is get themselves artificially, get prop themselves up into, because you can passively get them into that plantar flexion, but they can't get themselves into that plantar flexion alone. Mm. You get them up there, and you put them under there because they can calf raise to like say four or five degrees away from that. So they have the strength, but they don't have the strength to get to that last end range. You can get them into that last end range and get them to hold there for like the (laughs) tiniest bit of a second second until they fail and it goes there. So you can use it as like that, you know, hold like a super maximal, but then it becomes an eccentric
0: very quickly
1: yeah yeah very yeah. quickly but it is a useful way to expose that,
0: it... expose that tissue to that demand and then yeah. have it probably transfer over
2: yeah cool that was kind of the point i was trying to make before with whacking on plates onto someone doing a wall sit until they reach
1: sorry
0: Keeping. yeah okay well do we have any other thoughts about this one
1: Cool concept, crappy paper. Yeah. I, Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool
1: no, concept, I, crappy paper. They need to outline what they're trying to, if they actually think there is, as you said, physiologically a different muscle, which I don't think. I think they are going into that there's EMG differences. Your brain perceives them as two complete different challenges and gives EMG activity accordingly and that's the direction that they need to go further down
0: i yeah i don't know if that was i think they were actually trying to prove or looking for the fact that there is a different thing like a difference between the two because they've like written here on like literally the background uh one can resist an object or push against it although both cases no motion is carried out the literature regarding different forms of isometric muscle action is very poor um Well, isometric muscle action includes no gross joint motion. Nevertheless, energy is consumed executing it during performance of isometric muscle action in pilot studies. We have observed that two types of isometric muscle action can be executed, but I don't think that they have ever done that. And I don't know if they will. And I don't think they can't make that conclusion based on that. That's ridiculous. And they're pretty much, I actually don't know how how it got published (laughs) Well, no, negative <laughs> findings should be getting published, but there's a lot of errors. In-
2: but with those, yeah, with yeah, those yeah, yeah, findings, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, and that statement at the end—that's like, not how what can this you says. make that conclusion? Correct, correct.
0: That's not what this like- says. <laughs> how,
2: how, how have you made that conclusion from from your results? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense.
0: So hopefully that summarizes that paper for people because it is a tough one to read. It was—I uh, had to read it a couple of times, and there was. Like a lot of definitions and acronyms and tables and things flying around. Um, mm. So, hopefully, we've done it a little bit of justice, or we've done it. You've got the main concepts out of it now. Just listeners out there, hopefully, it made sense. And the monkey didn't bash the symbols too many times.
2: And even better, Steve's got out of putting it made a bit. That's
0: right. Well, hopefully, Sarah doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> So no, no final thoughts on that one, boys? No, I'm happy. That's
1: Excellent. good. I'll still use the two different types of isometric, but knowing that it's the same muscle action.
0: Correct. The two types <laughs> yeah. of intent or torque direction, if we call two, it that. Two types of intent. Yep. So thank you guys for listening, grinding out a proper RP10 podcast with us. Uh, you can find us in all our links below. We'll, we'll link the paper. We'll link a few of the other papers we mentioned as well. Um, But yeah, if you guys want to give us some feedback, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on YouTube channel, hit us up on uh, email. We do have an email as well. well. Put all the links in that below. Or you can find us on any of our personal Instagram, um, personal Twitter, things like that. And that will all be linked below. So that was another episode of the RPE podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Kill.